Well, happy, it's Friday afternoon for me, so the weekend approaches. Thanks for joining me on the Onesiphorus podcast. I'm your host, Zachariah Pugh. I really appreciate everybody that listened uh, to the last episode. Got really good feedback, and I really, really appreciate that. Um, means a lot and uh, a lot of encouragement and you know it doesn't really matter to me how many people listen to this podcast I uh it's not for any kind of financial gain I'm gonna talk about different things and we'll put it out there and if people choose to listen that's great so I would ask that you share it if you can um I would that would be greatly appreciated hopefully you got to listen to the first episode if you haven't it talks about our podcast namesake Mr. Onesiphorus and uh his uh, meaningfulness to Paul in the New Testament today, and I talked about this last week, we're going to start getting into uh, life verses, and uh, I'm going to talk about mine, and luckily for you, uh, this will be the last time you kind of have to hear me speak alone for a while, uh, because the goal is to start getting some folks in here next week. I get that uh, it's tough to listen to some person just, you know, talk, uh, but uh, we'll we'll get some some guests in here soon, and uh, we'll, we'll chat uh, them up about uh, their life verses. That's kind of my goal. I want to introduce uh, some people that are meaningful in my life and uh, we'll be working on that so let's get it started today I'm going to talk about my life verse and if you don't have you know it's one of those things where I don't know that you have to have a life verse it's one of those uh, uh, certainly not meaningful towards salvation but I I think the Bible does talk about being in the word as much as you can writing scripture on your heart and um, so there's going to be different verses that that mean something to you this was not always my life verse but it's been there for the last 10 years or so for me, and it's Isaiah 49, 16, and it says this, Behold, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. I'm going to talk a little bit about what this verse means to me, and then I can get into more, um, you know, specific deep Bible about it, but really just want to thank you for joining us today. Uh, if you do want to ever reach out to us, you can at onesiphorus at gmail.com, and that's spelled... Uh, O-N-E-S-I-P-H-O-R-U-S at gmail.com. Send us an email and uh, we'll get back to you. If you need prayer, if you have an idea, something you'd like for us to talk about on this podcast, please do that uh, and we'll do it. So Isaiah forty nine sixteen, Behold, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. I know that verse. I quote it to myself all the time. And, you know, I think it always meant to me uh, just a 30,000 foot view why this is my life versus that I think about God the creator of the universe, the, the God who created me, uh, the God of Jacob and Abraham and Isaac and um, David and Solomon and, and the, the just I think about God and his splendor and majesty and greatness. I am so important to him that he has written me on his hand like he remembers me um, and he remembers you, you know, and he remembers your kids and he remembers your mom and your dad like you're special to him and I always look at that and I just think that's incredible um, and then you know breaking this down more from like a theological standpoint um, you know behold I God have inscribed you on the palms of my hand um, you know I think about our hands we, we probably see our hands you may not think about this but maybe you can do it the next week I think we see our hands more than any other you know part of our body uh, unless you're looking in a mirror but you don't have to have a mirror to look at your hands you can see them they're right in front of you uh, there's some scripture in Deuteronomy about you know writing the word uh, that you know a lot of uh, Orthodox Jews will put the scriptures on their forehead they'll actually tie them to their their forehead um, you can't see your forehead but you can see your hands and I think that's really really cool 
your walls are continually for you, and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but, you know, God sets us up as a seal upon his arm and represents us in placing us as a seal on his heart. And uh, he's, he's mindful of us, and he's mindful of our interests. That's kind of what I was talking about a little bit ago. The creator God of the universe is mindful of me. And he's mindful of you and he doesn't forget us. And I think sometimes I'm going to talk about that a little later. Sometimes we feel like maybe God isn't there. We're going through tough times. Where's God? Why doesn't he feel present? But I believe he's there. Song of Solomon 8, 6 says it this way. Put me like a seal over your heart, like a seal on your arm. For love is as strong as death. Jealousy as severe as Sheol. It flashes and are flashes of fire, the very flame of the Lord. So God puts us, uh, he wants us to, 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 to put a seal of him on our heart. It's internal, uh, for sure. And then externally, it's like a seal on our arm. We're not ashamed. You know, a lot of people are, are ashamed of the gospel. Not a lot of people. I think some people are ashamed or they'll, you know, study their Bible at home. They'll go to church on Sundays, but if there's a difficult conversation at the water cooler at work, maybe they don't talk about it. We have to put a seal of Christ on our heart internally, but we also have to do it externally as well. And, it talks about, you know, the love of God is as strong as death. Jealousy. God is jealous for us. Um, severe as Sheol, which is hell. It's flashes are flashes of fire, the very flame of the Lord. I've always thought about this. Like, I always, this is my brain working, but I almost picture God like a volcano, you know, that you can go to in Hawaii where you can, like, walk up to it. And you know that it could kill you. You know that it's dangerous, but it's there's some beauty to it, and it's amazing. And you kind of slowly, how would you approach that volcanic edge where you can peer down? You're allowed to go there. Like, the guide is taking you there. But what is that like to walk up to that volcano and look down into it and all that fire is, is pouring out of it? That is the power of our God, and he loves us. I mean, uh, the, the this part of this verse in 8.6, love is as strong as death. Jesus loved us to his his death, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's a verse we all learned in, in elementary school, right, if you've been a Christian for a long time. So we should desire above anything to know that our happiness is wrapped in the love of Christ. God loves us so much. Um, like an explosion of lava, there's power behind it. It's real. Um, Matthew Henry says it this way, let, let us never lose the room we have in our heart. Let your love be secured as a deed which is sealed and not to be stolen. Let nothing ever separate us from your love or by suspending the communications of it. Don't deprive me of the comfortable sense of it. So let nothing ever separate us. Sin. You know, whenever we have sin in our life, whenever we're struggling with something, we've got to we've got to come to grips, we've got to repent that that sin, and we've got to come back to the cross. We can't let that sin separate us um, from the love of God. And then communications, prayer, and specific time spent. You can hear me always talk a lot about being in the Word, praying, leading your family, and it's hard. I've had a tough week, you know, in my quiet time this week. It's not, we're, none of us is perfect. You know, we're all um, poor in spirit, you know, as, as the New Testament says. So we've got to work to have, make sure we're communicating and when we're deprived of it, I love how Matthew Henry says that. Don't deprive yourself of nourishment that we need, which is the gospel. And uh, it's comfortable. There's a comfortable sense. Like when we're walking with God and when we're in his midst and he's walking with us in the cool of the day in the garden, 
that's what Adam and Eve got to experience. And we can kind of experience little bits of that when we study the Bible um, as well. Another thing about this verse that was kind of brought up by a couple of the commentaries is that it also kind of pictures Christ, uh, maybe the engraving of the nail prints uh, in his hands uh, when he was crucified and then him looking at the marks, right? Like I said, you can see your hands, Christ being able to look down and see those holes in his hands and remembering those he suffered for. Jesus loved us to the cross. I love <clears throat> Thomas. Thomas gets a bad rap, you know, post-resurrection. Uh, he didn't believe that Christ had, 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 you know, risen from the dead. And they're all standing in the room, and Christ appears before him. And John twenty twenty eight says, Thomas just looked at Jesus and said, my Lord, my God. You know, he didn't need to put his hands in the side or in, his, in the nail print of his hand, but he was standing before him. You know, that's what he needed. And I just love that verse, my Lord and my God. Nahum 1, 2 says it this way too. A jealous and avenging God is the Lord. The Lord is avenging and wrathful. The Lord takes vengeance on his adversaries. He reserves wrath for his enemies. You know, just because you may sit there and think, well, if God's written me on his hands, why? Why do I go through bad things? Why do good things happen to bad people? It's the age old question, right? Well, this verse here, says it just because he doesn't take action today doesn't mean he's not going to. He's going to do it down the down the road. And then the second part of this verse, your walls are continually before me. Walls are safety, right? In Jerusalem, they had walls around the city. I got to see that when I was in Israel uh, last fall. It was incredible. And we got to actually see those walls came down many times. There was many, many, you know, uh, rebuilding of the wall. <clears throat> and in fact, on one section of the of the wall on the southwest corner you can actually see the th the stones that were thrown down when the romans conquered jerusalem um and so you can actually see those giant i mean they're huge they're the size of a bus that were pushed over the wall and they crushed the ground pretty incredible to see and that's what god is saying here your walls are continuing before me i know you i have you written on my hand i'm going to protect you i'm going to be a wall around you and i'm going to protect you Matthew Henry in closing says this, perhaps we are obscure and little regarded in the world, but the Lord knows us. So if you're at home today and you're sitting there going, you're telling me that the Lord, that the God of the universe, he's written me on his hands. I don't feel like it. I don't feel it. I don't see it. I don't, I don't know where that's coming from. You may feel obscure and you may feel little and we've all been there, but the Lord knows who you are. And you just got to turn to him and he will put his wings around you and he'll protect you. I go to Fellowship Bible Church in uh, in Franklin, Tennessee, and our sermon, we're in Ruth. And it was, you know, Pastor Rob Sweet, our pastor there, was talking about uh, the wings that um, Ruth was asking uh, to, to have protection put around her. That's exactly what God does to us. He comes in and he puts his wings around us like little chicklings and he protects us and watches over us. John 10, 27 says it this way. My sheep, they hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. This was Jesus in the temple. My sheep, they hear my voice and I know them. Behold, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. Jesus knows us. We are his sheep. He calls us and we follow him. I love that verse. So I hope if you don't have a life verse, you'll gather one up and you can do that by, you know, studying your Bible, being in the word as much as you can, spending time in prayer and supplication. So 
Uh, I really appreciate you listening to our podcast. You can check us out on our Facebook page. You can also find this podcast wherever podcasts are listened to. So if you're not a Facebooker, um, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or Amazon Music, just to name a few. And if you would, if if this has been a blessing to you, share our podcast. Um, We would love to have as much listenership as we can. And like I said, if it's been a blessing to you, share our podcast and uh, and uh, maybe it'll bless somebody else. Next week, we will have a special guest on to talk about uh, their life verse and what it's what 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 it is that's meaningful to them about it. So I'm Zachariah Pugh. I really appreciate you listening to the Onesiphorus podcast. Don't forget to be an encouragement. Just as this podcast namesake was to Paul, we will see you next time. God bless. Have a great, great week. <laughs>